0: This is a HeadGum podcast.
1: This
0: is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single.
2: Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why
1: You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Finding your modern fairy tale.
2: That's right. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. Dating apps are selling your info to advertisers, not cool, and AI for foot fetishes. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know why guys ask women out and then ghost before they even meet. That does not make sense to me. And another who wants to know how to bring up STI testing just bring it up. Uh, No, I'm kidding. We're going to get more into that. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She is an actress, writer, and comedian. She's best known for her role as Ms. Chapin on How to Get Away with Murder. You've probably also seen her in various TV commercials and in the hit UCB sketch show, Femme Fairy Tales, alongside moi. Mm -hmm. She is also the co-author of our new book Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. Please welcome back to the show, Ellen Hahn. Hi guys. Hello. Hi. Uh, long time no see. I know. It's been a whole 24 hours. We <laughs> just got back from Chicago where we were at the Sketch Festival and guys, we met one of you one of our listeners there. Uh, a listener from the podcast came up to me after the show and said, hi, I listened to the podcast and you like talked about the show a little bit. And so I'm here and I took a selfie and I screenshotted it or not. screenshot. I took a selfie and just sent it to Angela.
1: You did. And I was very excited. I felt like I was there. Um, You said that she also uses all of our sponsor codes, which is great, which was great.
2: She is fully supporting the show. She said, I love your podcast. The only thing I don't like is that I spend so much money on all of your awesome sponsors. And I was like, ditto. I have subscriptionized yep. my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was the two worlds coming together. My This Is Why You're Single writing podcast sketch partnership with Angela and my book sketch show partnership with my new friend. Well, it's not really new anymore, but uh, <laughs> new old, friend. old new friend. Um, and this kind of got me thinking, you know, one of the first questions I get when people find out that I didn't write the our new book with Angela because people get confused. They just think Angela... Uh, is is my work wife and is involved in everything I do. And I say right. she's involved in a lot of what I do, but not everything. We have an open marriage. It's we polyamory have a, over it here. It yeah. is. We have an open <laughs> relationship. Uh, but the first question I get is, oh, is Angela mad? Are things okay <laughs> with you guys? Um, how does she feel about you doing a sketch show with someone else and writing a book with someone else? And I'm like, She is fully supportive and gave feedback on multiple chapters of the book and has come to multiple sketch shows and she's like one of our biggest fans. And they're like, are you sure? (laughs) Is everything okay with you guys? So I kind of want to pose this question to both of you. Why does society just assume women must be jealous of each other and not supportive? I don't know, but it makes me feel bad. I feel like when people, when like,
1: I know how celebrities feel now when there are like rumors that their marriage is rocky and they have to like (laughs) go out
2: and be like, everything's fine. We're fine. Things have actually never been better with Angela and I. (laughs) It's true. We've been in like a relationship for seven years now. Yeah. And opening up our relationship has really done wonders. (laughs) For (laughs) For our friendship and our work. Life, Like, I feel like work life, like, things have never been smoother. Like, yeah. things have been, like, over seven years, like, just like any relationship. Shit gets rocky at some point. Very tumultuous, yeah. Yeah, like, we've, we've had our fights. And that's actually why I
1: think it's really cool that Ellen exists. Because it's, like, you and I have this, like, unique thing that's different than a friendship, different than a romantic relationship, and really different even from, like, a work relationship. Very different. We are It's way more intimate. So, like... Not many people can relate to that, but Ellen can. Yeah. Like, literally, specifically can because it's it's true like the same person. But, like, it's, yeah, it's hard to find other people that get that relationship.
2: I think the nice thing, I mean, Ellen has had two other writing partners even before me. So, um, she, you worked with another guy and you have a, and, e, and even while we were working together, you yeah. have another Jackie. So, um You know, this is like an open relationship, like all all around. Right. But do you do you find that too when you've worked with other people, and then they find out you've got other writing partners? Like, has has there ever been jealousy, or people ask like, oh, is is Jackie jealous? Is Laura (laughs) jealous? Or I don't know.
0: Well, people ask that, which I always find funny. But I guess I've always worked with a bunch of people, so I think I hope that people just get that. I think that's also part of being in like theater and being in like sketch comedy you do just collaborate with a bunch of people like over the course of your career so I I don't know I think that although it it, it is interesting because those relationships are always very like complicated and very close you're because it's being in a creative partnership is very intimate and it is you're right it's like a combination of being in a working relationship and being in like a friendship um So it's kind of, it's fun to like work with a bunch of different people because you get to explore a bunch of different facets of those relationships.
1: Yes. I think you and I had this experience where we met very early on in our sketch careers.
0: Like we met,
2: it was like the first class either of us had taken. So you were basically like, it was like my first boyfriend or my first girlfriend kind of thing. So I've learned a lot from our relationship and like, and grown, I think too. I think we both have. Yes. Totally.
1: Which we, I think, have both taken and used elsewhere in different ways.
2: Yeah. And I think I'm talking about all this and you, maybe at home you're thinking like, "How okay, how does this apply to me? But <laughs> I, I really do think like any friendship or any working relationship you can map on to a romantic relationship in terms of like how you grow or how you learn or certain patterns you find yourself in or things that are like your triggers or things that piss you off or just being good at communicating or bad at communicating. Like, I think Angela and I are way better at communicating now than maybe we ever were or, like, things that I would maybe have been, like, passive-aggressive about or, like, you know, kind of, like, maybe, maybe like, controlling about. Uh, You learn – I'm, like, less so now because you – over time when you're with somebody, you just, like, learn to trust them more, you know? Like, we used to only do rundowns for the podcast together in a room because I don't know if – you know, we just – we just like both needed to make sure that we both had our stamp on it, and now right. it's like okay, you do the rundown, I'll do the rundown, and we'll show up. Like you also yeah. gain trust o- yes. after a long time, you know. I think that is the a, a big difference
1: now is like we are in such a rhythm, like there's such a trust that yeah, we can we we can do things separately and come together and trust that it will be just
2: as good as the if shit we had done will it get together. done. Yeah, yeah, and I think like in a how that applies to like a romantic relationship is like maybe at the beginning you're like you, you may be more jealous of, you know, of like, oh, are they looking at other girls? Are they right. looking at other guys? Right. And then, and then after you've been with someone for a while, you're like, it's fine. Just like, go, you know, go out with your whole work friends. Yes, you've got that, you know, cute new person that just started the job, but like, I trust you. I right. got this on lock.
1: And the other thing that's similar is like how in romantic relationships, I feel like you develop like, couple language like you just have like a shorthand and I think you and I have developed that
2: as well yeah it's also different because different personalities match you know I think Angela and I are more of like an opposites attract type of thing yes and then Ellen and I have very similar styles like we're both kind of like type a and organized and like have ideas and like get shit done and like I don't know like you that I don't do that could that. that could like no no I mean like <laughs> like you get shit done too but it's just like very you, different but where we're, we're different styles yeah well, like how would you describe it
1: how- no like our different approaches yeah um yeah you are definitely better at organ like I think we both have ideas you're good at funneling them and yeah and ordering them
2: I mean you have amazing ideas yeah yeah. <laughs> um
0: good ideas all around. Good ideas all around.
2: But yeah, we're just Ellen and I are a little more like type A. And so like at first I was like, oh God, how's this gonna work? Is it gonna butt heads? And then I realized, oh, you can work you can be in a relationship with people that are all different personalities. You can work with people that are all different personalities and like and and it works out great. Like either way. Yeah. Like Angela and I work out great and then Ellen and I work out great. We're just like it's more just like we have to like designate to each other more clearly like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this, where yeah it's just different i don't know would, would you guys agree
1: communication yeah communication and trust and how
2: are the personalities when your other work work collaborative um, you know it's funny
0: i think i a lot of times work with other type a people <laughs> um jay is very hard working and very type a um We would get in fights when we were writing scripts, not fights, but when we were writing scripts together, he would be like, we need an outline, we need an outline. And I would be like over in a corner writing like a 20-page scene about (laughs) the pillow on the couch. He was like, Ellen, this doesn't go in the movie. I was like, but I'm having a great time writing this. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing.
2: So Ellen, we have an entire chapter about kind of everything we're talking about. It's our Peter Pan chapter, Mm -hmm. and it's about a lot about like you know, female jealousy and women, you know, maybe not trusting other women or thinking they're out to get them. Um, And I remember when we were doing this chapter, like you were like, we need to have a chapter about this, about like women supporting women and women trusting women. Uh, What made this chapter so important to you? Was there anything in the acting world you've experienced? And can you talk a little bit about our Peter Pan chapter?
0: Yeah. Um... So I guess I have two responses to that. I The reason that it was really important to me to include a chapter about women supporting other women in the book is that I have a lot of very positive female relationships in my life. And I think that a lot of times there's this idea in pop culture that women don't get along. Um, I mean, I watched The Bachelor last night. So <laughs> <laughs> I Sometimes saw they don't get along. <laughs> it's true. And Sometimes they don't. <laughs> and that is true. Sometimes they don't. But I... I do feel like more often than not, I have a lot of very strong female relationships in my life. And I feel like more often than not, women do get along. And female friendship, I think, is also very, very deep. Um, It may be in a way that male friendship isn't. And I don't want to discount male friendships because those are also very strong. But um, I think women tend to have very, very strong bonds with each other. Um, And so it was important to me that that was reflected in the book. And that's not to say that. We just spent, you know, a couple minutes talking about this. That's not to say that those strong friendships and relationships don't ever have problems or there's not conflict in those relationships. But, you know, I really I really hate that stereotype of women are petty and women argue with each other and women aren't friends with each other because I think that most of us know that that's just not true. And I think even women, I have a lot of male friends in my life. I'm like a big, um, I'm a big sports fan that has been a big part of my life for a long time. Um, I have a lot of very close male friends, but I also have very close female friends. And I think that's another stereotype that I run into a lot where I get like, oh, if you're a tomboy, then you obviously don't have female friends. Mm-hmm. And that's not true at all. Yeah. Um. Well, we Especially
2: all- in the creative world. Like I feel like, I don't know about you, Angela, but yeah. when I go to write or go to work on something, like if I'm carrying like baggage from the day of some aspect in my life, it's really hard for me to to like put it aside and be creative. I almost have to when I meet either one of you, I, it's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" It's like, "Oh, well, first <laughs> I need to talk about this thing that happened, and then we can be creative." Yeah, so yeah. I think that's also why, when you're working, especially on a creative project with somebody, even like all, all, but all of our friendships are kind of a balance of like personal and work. It's like intimately personal because you kind of need to like get all the stuff of your day and your life like out on the table, and then you can. And you're also pulling from aspects of your life in your projects. So you're constantly sharing like, well, this story happened to me. And like, this is a very vulnerable thing that happened to me. Let me share how we can channel that into art. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And none of us are doing this for the money. Money is nice, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it usually doesn't come till later. And when it comes, it's not a lot. So like, if you don't enjoy the other person that you're working with on just a personal level, then like, why, why would you do it at all?
0: Yeah. Totally. I, I also think that we don't um there is not that much art that like shows two women that are just like getting along and being good friends. There is not. There yeah, there's uh, I mean hustlers. There's hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so it was important to me when we wrote the book to include a chapter that reflected that and showed that. I love that. I actually recently at four o'clock in
1: the morning rewatched the movie Blast from the Past from the nineties. I don't know if you guys remember that film, that classic piece of cinema. Um and that Is that was-
2: the one with um uh, the guy that played Tarzan?
1: Yes, Brendan Fraser. He, oh, I love he that He was, movie. like, locked in a bomb shelter his whole life, and then he comes out, but besides the point uh there was a friendship in the movie and it was actually between alicia silverstone and her gay best friend so not a female relationship but usually another stereotype where they usually set up the gay best friend especially in the 90s to be like sassy and give kind of bad advice and be mean and the whole movie they just had like a really great friendship and he was like supporting her the whole time and i kept waiting for the other shoe to drop because i've just been like conditioned by these terrible scripts and i was like wow they were just good friends, and he was nice the whole time.
0: I have to rewatch that movie. This
1: is so revolutionary.
0: I don't remember the nuances of that movie, but I remember very much enjoying it.
1: <laughs> Neither did I. But at four o'clock in the morning, I was like, this is great. <laughs>
2: So, Angela, you got to read a sneak peek of our book.
1: I did. And I got to see the show while it was in New York. I saw it twice. Yep. Um, I got to yeah, read a couple chapters ahead of time. I pre-ordered my book today. Thank you. Everyone pre support,
2: support a friend. You pre-orders. Ask any author. Pre-orders are everything.
1: Yes. Um, um, so, I, I'm lucky enough to know, like, what your whole, what Cinderella and the glass ceiling is about. But for those that don't know, would you guys like to share
0: yeah, sure. So Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling is a humor book that's a parody of classic fairy tales. So we take, uh, 12 different classic fairy tales that you know and love and grew up with, and we retell them with a feminist point of view.
1: That's right. That's uh, what we do. I think my favorite, uh, is your little mermaid sketch slash now chapter.
0: I love that one so much. Um, you know what I realized about that chapter today? Uh, so the the story of the Little Mermaid that we tell is that uh, the sea witch, Ursula, has to give the Little Mermaid a sex talk because along with legs, Ariel is also going to get a vagina yeah. and she needs to learn how to use it. They
1: don't acknowledge that in the Disney movie.
0: No, they don't. That is glossed over. <laughs> um, and I realized today, wow, that's the first chapter in our book and my grandma wants seven copies. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> that's great. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear your grandma's review.
2: You might as well start strong. Yeah. Yep. Um... Maybe we'll give a few other examples of some chapters in the book. All right. This is just straight out of the press release. But (laughs) Mulan climbs the ranks in the army but wages a different war when she finds out she's getting paid less than her fellow male captains. Mm -hmm. Wendy learns never to trust a man boy who creeps in the window. Sleeping Beauty's prince gets a lesson in consent
1: and more. That's a great one, too. That's like it's right there. How did nobody uh, go for that yet? Like... I know. The For, consent issue in Sleeping Beauty. And, in and Snow it's no way. And it's no way. Yeah. So
0: many so many issues. Yeah, why is this a trope that a lady is asleep and she needs to be woken up with a kiss? <laughs>
1: she looks like she wants to be kissed right now.
0: <laughs> um so you
2: guys have something in common. Well, I guess all three of us do, but mm. uh, Ellen just got married and Angela so she's like fresh off the the, the marriage boat. The <laughs> marriage boat of planning a wedding and Angela's getting married in May. Yeah. So I don't know. Just figured you guys might have some things in common.
1: I mean,
0: Ellen, what, what's it like being married? Do you feel completely different? No, you know, and I think that was the most, um, really, that was kind of a disappointing feeling after we got married. Like, I felt, when we got engaged, I felt very different, like, immediately when we got engaged. I was like, oh my gosh, he was my boyfriend and now he's my fiance. Um, And then when we got married, I was like, well, this, wait, this, this feels the same.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But isn't it great not having to use the word fiance anymore? That's what I'm most looking forward to, is saying husband and not fiance. Yeah,
0: although I hated that word. I just said boyfriend. I have a friend or I know a woman who uh, is married to her first boyfriend. They met in high school and they uh, then got married. And she refers to him as her ex-boyfriend because he (laughs) used to be her boyfriend. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: Well, given the subject matter of your book, I assume you and I are aligned in the sense that like we, you know, we want to go about the marriage thing in a way that is not giving into patriarchal standards and all that crap. But also, it's like we grew up with the fairy tale mm-hmm. of the bride in the white dress or whatever. How did you handle that that balance?
0: Um, well, in like planning the wedding or in marriage and the relationship in, in general? In planning the wedding. In planning the wedding. Um, let's see. I guess I was I, – when we were planning our wedding, I was very conscious of like the traditions and the elements that I wanted to keep and the things that I wanted no part of the thing that i wanted no part of was the bouquet co- bouquet toss same. I was single for most of my twenties, <laughs> and I had been through so many of those. I was like, I am not putting any of my friends through that.
1: And the older you get, the more sort of grotesque it is yes. to watch. You're like,
0: wow, you're making me feel really bad, hurting I'm, these women around. I
2: played single ladies from Beyonce <laughs> when I did mine, and like, and I was having so much fun dancing to single ladies that like the DJ was like, okay, toss the bouquet, and I was like, no, longer, <laughs> and like just made like the whole group of single ladies like, <laughs> like. And- dance for it dance even longer but i i mean it was mostly like me dancing but i i totally did the bouquet toss to like probably the worst song that you could do the bouquet toss to i mean it's it's catchy it's It's catchy it's so good it's a great
0: song (laughs) such a good song
1: um yeah i'm not doing the bouquet toss either i'm not doing obviously the the girder thing
0: yeah but then like on the other side of that um something that i was like Oh, my, my grandma is, uh, this is the grandma who is going to read, uh, the Little Mermaid chapter. She's just like <laughs> one of my, she's an incredible woman and one of my favorite people in the world. Um, and when she got married in like 1953, she made it, uh, there, if you're getting married in a church, there's a very specific thing that happens where your father walks you down the aisle and then he, he does give you away. And the priest says like, who comes to give this woman away? And the father says like, I do, um, and she made very clear that that was not going to happen. That her father was allowed to walk her down the aisle, but that. that exchange was not going to happen because That's she was great. not a piece of property. I know. And I also
1: not a piece of property. And also, what I don't like about it is like all that kind of language around it, where it's like I'm giving you away. You're not mine anymore. You're right. his. It's like, it's like I was not still very yours. And it's but it's also like you're still my family. Like, oh I mean, right, 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 right. I see you all the time. Like right. like it's, <laughs> oh, we're yeah. still like related. there's so many song daughter. Like, it's like she was mine before she was yours. And there's like so many weird country songs that people dance to as their first dances even if they're like in New York. I don't know. When you Google these first dances, a lot of country songs come up with like lyrics like that. And I'm like, this is no, for, yeah, I'm not anybody's. And also
0: I'm still going to see my parents all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I also did keep like, I was like, well, I want to, I do want to have my dad walk me down the aisle and we do want to do like a father-daughter dance and then a mother-son dance yes, because like you can still do those traditions in a way that's like sweet and endearing and a nice moment with your parent, right. but d- isn't creepy and about yeah. property getting passed away. Just a slight little tweak. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Well, we're going to talk a lot more about this and modern fairy tales and weddings and Prince Charmings uh, later on in the show. But for now, let's take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Check out squarespace.com. Turn your cool idea into a new website. Make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself because if you can think it, you can dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. If you want to check out some of the Squarespace websites that I have created, you can check out our This Is Why You're Single Show.com. Mm-hmm. It's where we put our newest podcasts, it's where we put press our, we get all of our sponsor codes oh if yeah, you're sponsor codes. for those we have pictures of us performing our show you can also, contact us through our website if you ever forget true. our email mm-hmm. lots of stuff you can check out my new book has a website that's feministfairytalesbook.com you can find out when that book is I don't know things that are happening with the book what else do I put up there I put press I put pictures honestly I kind of just did the same website I did for this is why you're single for that one <laughs> if it ain't broke don't fix it also I mean, that's that's not the expression is that the expression <laughs> if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah of okay, okay never mind yeah don't mess with things if they're good uh lauralane.com and angela spare.com and other websites we have each created where i don't know you could just see what we've done and see if it inspires you to you know whatever business or thing or portfolio you want to showcase it'll just make you feel a little more professional
1: yeah, if you're a business person, if you're some kind of creative like us, or you know, you're a hairdresser, a chef, an artist, a podcaster, a writer, whatever, the your website is going to be probably the first thing that people see about you when they Google you. So you want it to be looking good. Um, you don't need to know a lot about building websites. They make it really easy. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. You have the ability to customize the look, feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. And they have 24-7
2: award-winning customer support to help you out if you get a little confused. Go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And When you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in the news for us to discuss? So, I was reading
1: Mashable and I found a story that is perfect for you girls who wrote a Cinderella chapter um because it's all about feet. Um the headline was Get AI generated foot pics sent to your phone if that's your thing. It's by Anna Iovine and Some
2: people have a foot fetish.
1: Apparently lots of people do. It's a huge internet I don't foot fe- uh, get it. fetish thing. Um. Yeah, I'm not into it. I think that women rarely are because men's feet are way grosser <laughs> than women's feet.
0: Yeah, they don't know how to cut their toenails. <laughs> yeah,
1: and they're usually hairy. Like, Ian's look like little hobbit feet. Like, they're hairy and, I mean, they, like, they're adorable, but I'm not, like, I don't feel sexual about them.
2: You don't want to suck the toes. Not you. at all.
1: Um, But a lot of people want to suck the toes so um they have an option beyond wiki feet now there's this company called mischief which is spelled m-s-c-h-f and apparently they've done some other weird pranky things before they have like an astrology finance app they created a chicken bong they (laughs) mashable sets this up as if like you know you've heard of the chicken bong these are the chicken bong people
2: also mischief like what is up with all these companies now just not doing vowels? I don't yeah. know how to pronounce any of them. Like if I mo- saw that, I would go. <laughs> mo- yeah, mo- mo- I mean, like movements, one of our sponsors. So I'm not gonna like hate on them too much, but I'm always like, Blake. where,
1: where are your vowels? Where are your vowels? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's the chic thing to do, but yeah, these chicken bong people. So now they've started this website called thisfootdoesnotexist.com. dot com and it's inspired by another website that's called thispersondoesnotexist.com and that website they use um, it says uses a generate generative adversarial network or gan to generate an image of a fake person from a large database of photos of real people so these this, are fake feet so yes they like basically take a bunch of different photos of feet from all over the internet and like put them together in like a yeah. foot composite. So like,
2: what's the point? Why not just Google feet and have like a, a no? It's like a real person. I feet. think. Why would you want an AI generated fake amalgamation of? There's it like
1: was? a moral thing there where it's like I feel bad, you know, googling this person's feet and jerking off to it because they didn't consent to it. But if I, these are fake feet, I'm not like being creepy about it. <laughs> I'm just jerking off to robot feet.
2: i don't that's my i guess that's that's my this whole company exists because they think a few people have such high morals that they feel bad about jerking off to a real human's feet i find this so far-fetched i'm extremely confused Ellen, are you confused as confused as i am uh, it's also possible they've
1: jerked their way through all the feet feet. on the internet and now they need more
2: (laughs) Ellen, tell tell us
0: about what really (laughs) happened in the real cinderella Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Brothers Grimm Cinderella, I'm not. I think some people know this, but I'm sure some people don't. But any foot fetish people might be into this. Maybe (laughs) I I don't know. I think I might warn them this that oh, this (laughs) might be like a trigger warning. Yeah, be bad for you. True, true. true. Um, so the prince shows up at the castle, and the stepsister is like, oh yeah, I can fit into that into that shoe and her foot doesn't fit into the shoe. So she cuts her heel off. Yes. And then the next step sister cuts her toe off. And the prince notices when he's taking them home and there's a trail of blood leading back <laughs> to the castle. That happens
1: in the <laughs> musical into the woods.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, which yeah, I yeah. loved as
1: a child, oh, which is why I'm a weirdo now. This is horrifying. Um,
2: You're right. We needed a trigger warning for any people that have foot <laughs> fetishes that like that uh that that happens in the original Cinderella.
1: Yeah. It's absence creepy. of feet. So. But So, yeah, I mean, if you do have the foot fetish and you're into this sort of thing, um, they sort of set up the whole fantasy for you. You have to text uh, this number that they give you um, and you say, hello, please send a foot that does not exist. And it has to include the word foot or feet, apparently, in order for them to actually, because it's like a robot responding to you. But they go, OK, let me snap a pic with a w- winky face. And then they send the picture and then... They say, do you like it? And then they ask you if you want more. So it feels like you're sexting a little bit, I guess, and you just keep getting. But some of the feet are kind of wonky because, like, obviously, like, they're they're being put together by a computer. It's not all perfect. So some of them are, like, missing heels. They have, like, weird, like, bendy toes. Hearing
2: about this app and why it exists and how it exists is a little bit like me being, like, explain TikTok. Like, what? (laughs) Like, I just don't understand why. This is what
1: the kids like now. I
2: don't get it. Um, I, you know,
1: I don't either, but to each their own. Cool. If you want that sort of thing, it's out there for you. Good, good, There's good. a lid for every pot.
2: Um, What have you been reading? So I was reading our favorite, The Cut, from New York Magazine. And this is an article by Claire Lampin. And she writes about how a bunch of dating apps have allegedly been sharing your data with advertisers. So findings from a new report by the Norwegian Consumer Council may not surprise you, but I bet it will unsettle you, she writes. A number of popular dating apps have apparently been quietly sponging up your data and sharing it with third-party advertisers. These apps include allegedly, Grinder, Tinder, and OkCupid. Okay Researchers found that Grindr might be sharing users' longitude and latitude with other companies, mainly oh. advertisers, which is crazy. Tinder, meanwhile, allegedly tells third parties about users' genders and the genders they're looking to date. And OkCupid okay might spill the answers to all those profile questions that you have to answer, oh, wow. questions about your oh drug gosh. use and your ethnicity, for example, to its purported 300-plus partners. Ooh. Oh, um, no. Yeah, so this is crazy. So the terms of service for both Tinder and OkCupid, which are owned by Match Group, reportedly admit to sharing some users' information. Um, but, But this is crazy. Yeah, they don't specify what information they might consider shareable. And, and apparently the apps are like no no like we're, we're not doing that but but they are um, similarly Grinder lets users know that some of their information things like sexual preferences and HIV status which the service got in trouble for sharing in 2018 will be kept out of third party hands so supposedly they're not sharing that stuff while other things like distance information reportedly is fair game so how do you guys feel about this like I know when you know it's like all those apps when they They show you the contract and they're like, do you accept? Do you accept? And, you know, you're like, you know, it's your BFF that's signing you up for OkCupid. And she's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Accept, accept, accept. Okay, smile. I'm making you a profile picture. But you know all your information is being shared. And do you guys care?
1: I mean, I feel like my information is being shared constantly from everything that I do on the internet. So I am probably the best, easiest mark for uh, Big Brother because I'm just like, well, I accept. I accept my internet overlords.
0: (laughs) I've started like getting a little conspiracy theory about it and been like, oh, my data's mine. I have to change all my passwords all the time. I mean,
1: that's good. That's how you should be.
0: It's something my dad and I have in common.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is, I do, yeah, I feel like that is something the boomers have. They are not trusting of the internet and they shouldn't be. Um, I'm a little too much like... Like when I get, when I talk about something in real life and then I get an ad for it, I should be upset. But usually I'm like,
2: oh yeah, (laughs) that thing, (laughs) which is like so creepy. I feel like that happens a lot where I am thinking back and I'm like, I don't think I ever typed this anywhere. I really think I only verbalized it. How am I getting an ad for this? But I flip back and forth. I do not want any identity theft bullshit. Of course. I don't want any of that to happen. But when I get targeted ads of stuff I think is really cute, like I'm all about it. I'm like, I don't I want you wasting my time on ads for stuff that I don't want. I'm like, I want, I want you to find me like cute bathing suits for the summer. It's hard to find them. <laughs> sure, like send them to me. If you know me that well, great. Like send me some cute kids clothes. Like I want to know like the best matcha places. So I kind of like it i know the it's,
0: other thing this is I'm making me like worry it. about is that i have never actually deleted my social media dating accounts well <laughs> let me tell you something actually very relevant
1: to something that just happened to me i wanted to reactivate my OK Cupid account for my wedding uh-huh. because i wanted to find my original messages with ian oh, and that would have been oh. incorporate them and we both deactivated we didn't delete completely uh-huh. so we assumed we could just go right back in And neither of us could log in and then I like dug through their frequently asked questions and after two years, if your account is inactive, they delete it.
2: Oh. You
1: would think they would want to save my information so that they could sell it to these third-party vendors, but they threw it in the garbage. Wait,
2: (laughs) I'm actually really surprised that they threw it in the garbage, especially that's really stupid of them because after two years, you could be dating somebody and then you break up and then you want to go back on and... If it's really annoying for you to have to put all your information back, I know. You might yeah. be like, oh, screw this. Like I was gonna join OK Cupid again because I just thought, okay, I already have a profile set up, but forget it. Right. I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna, gonna go to Tinder where I just, just going go to fill out two
1: things. I'm just and, gonna go to
2: Tinder. If I've got to fill out stuff anyways, I'll just try a different app. so that's really dumb like they don't know how long relationships last I understand if if you didn't deactivate
1: it and it was inactive for a few years then it would make sense because people are messaging you and you're not answering and then it makes your service look bad but if if I went through the trouble of deactivating it, you should have just left it alone, or, bastards. Or That's they should weird. have sent
0: you like a notice, like, we're going to delete it.
1: I, huh. And I would have like, yeah, I would have like typed around and like been a little active and, and yeah, like bought myself two more years. So I don't know. I, I tried, I actually tweeted at OKCupid from the This Is Why Your Single Account. I assumed you would approve. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and guys, I think we should just start an online cyber. Bullying campaign to OK Cupid <laughs> to get them to find my old messages with yeah. Ian. Okay, everybody Tweet at OK please have this.
2: Say Angela's getting married, and we need to find her old messages. I don't know if it's
1: possible. Maybe they're gone forever, but maybe they're Wasn't not.
2: Okay, Cupid, like a sponsor for a while, briefly so talk to talk to Marika talk to the head I know
1: I'm gonna go up the ladder go up the ladder the top of OkCupid
2: um right, guys so that's what's going on just be aware that they might be selling your info so don't put anything too personal that you don't want advertisers to know about it is time to jump into our mailbox but first we're gonna take a very quick sponsor break Mm -hmm. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. I love Care Of. It just makes it so easy when I travel. I just throw the packets in my suitcase. And I've been going on lots of trips lately. I went to the Chicago Sketch Festival. I'm going to California. Just went to Tulum, hang out with Pablo. Um, <laughs> As been you on, might have heard. I've been on lots of trips, but... I I love it. I, you know, it's so annoying to have to open like six different bottles of vitamins and have to deal with all that crap. And yeah, I think most people
1: when traveling that much or even just having a busy schedule, like you're going to forget to take your vitamins. And some
2: vitamins have like 90 in them. Some have 30. It's like so it's just a pain in the ass. So care of just makes it really simple. Yeah, um, they also have amazing quality.
1: Care of is focused on the quality sites and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. Care of's yummy protein powders are made of real ingredients you can recognize, like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan salt. You go on their website, you take this short online quiz and answer some questions about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle, and Care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals. The, vitamin, the the vitamin aisle can be confusing and it's hard to know what you need and where to start so Care of just makes it super easy yeah
2: and the quiz is really nice it's like super easy and fun and it's kind of fun and nice to answer questions about yourself yeah I don't you know. might have
1: never thought about the answers to these questions before and you're like huh I guess I do need more vitamin D
2: exactly Everybody needs it. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code Why 50 That's 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code THISISY50. We would like to thank our sponsor, Dipsy. Don't you love amazing first date butterflies in your stomach type of feelings if you're looking for a little more excitement? But on your terms, Dipsy can get you in the mood. No date required. So Dipsy... Let me tell you about it. It's an audio app full of short, sexy stories that are gui- and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. And so it's kind of like I don't know, like a sexy podcast, a little bit, right? Angela? Yeah. And you can listen to it as like sort of
1: foreplay for yourself before you're about to have sexy times with someone else or foreplay for yourself. If you're having
2: sexy times with yourself, if you want to feel how I felt when Pablo was flirting with me (laughs) in Tulum, all you got to do is listen to the Dipsy audio app and just listen to one of their stories and you'll get those butterflies. It's
1: like having Pablo whisper in your ear. The stories are relatable and immersive. So you feel like you're right there and there's something for everyone, whoever or whatever you're into. Maybe you're not into Pablo. There's alternatives. (laughs) Um, They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. You find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot stranger, getting closer with that sexy yoga instructor you can't stop thinking about, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. The guided sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner.
2: This year, try a new way of getting turned on with Dipsy. And for our listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash single. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash single. Dipsystories.com slash single. All right, Angela, what is in our mailbox this week for Ellen to help us answer?
1: Okay, we have two great questions this week. First up, we have one from Steph. Steph writes, hey, so I just started seeing an amazing guy and he stated that he doesn't like using condoms due to the smell turning him off, parentheses, same. We even tried using them once and he immediately went soft,
2: buzzkill. Wait, what does she mean that condoms smell? She doesn't Maybe like you need to smell switch of the, the latex. You need to like switch brands. There's brands that like don't stink. And there's, isn't, some people are allergic to latex. You could try some condoms that aren't latex. Like there's different ones. We have the Lola condoms. They don't, yeah. they don't stink. They don't Especially, smell at all. Sorry, I'm pausing this question. I want to hear the rest. But Ellen on mm-hmm. our, in our sketch show In the Little Mermaid sketch, puts a condom in her mouth (laughs) as part of a joke. Mm -hmm. Now, I just used the Lola condoms, which happens to be a sponsor, but it's not why I'm bringing them up. Did they taste or smell? They tasted just fine. Tasted great. I mean, no, yeah, I don't want to sell them short. Tasted great. You've been putting Uh, various various brands of condoms, though, in your mouth for over like two years. You've you've done a taste test. Yeah, I have. You've done it for every single sketch show. So this is great. You can really help Steph here.
0: I liked the smell of the Lola one. I liked the taste of it. Uh, Will say, difficult to open. You can tell the packaging is a very high quality. So it's a little tough if you're just like in the heat of the moment, you want to rip it open. um, It's going to take a little bit of work. Work, you've tested other ones, though. What about other ones? We
2: You've tested the – what are the ones that, like, are the well, free NYC ones? Yeah, we ones? were using
0: the free NYC ones. Uh, they didn't taste great, but were very easy to open. So pros I, and cons. Yeah, <laughs> I have heard they're not great,
1: like, for use. Okay, for other than really? for putting them in your mouth. <laughs> like, for their
2: actual Then what's the point intention? if they're free? That's well, bad. Well, if you can
0: get one you than anything, for maybe. Better than know. anything. Um, have you – what about Trojans? I think we used Trojans once. A couple times, um, Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I have no memory of the taste, so I think that's a good thing. Yes. Because if it were bad, I think I would remember. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, all of this to say Ellen has been a taste tester of various <laughs> condoms for our sketch show. So if you're saying that the smell is turning you off, uh, just try a different brand. Yeah. All right. But he,
1: keep keep going He just with has the to put it on his penis. Ellen put it in her I mouth. I to eat it. So yeah. So he can handle it. Um, okay. So she says, yeah, it, it, made him go soft, which was a buzzkill. She says, we haven't had a chance to try being intimate since. He is recently single from a relationship of five years and while he didn't say he cheated, I'm sorry, she cheated, he did say she would stay out until 5 a.m. when bars close at 2. I'm the first person he will be with since her... How can I suggest we take home STD testing kits together in an adult slash sexy way without making it seem like I'm throwing shade? Thanks for your help and love
2: your podcast.
0: Um, I'll let and- or, uh,
2: Ellen go first.
0: So I just kind of always get a red flag when a man is like, I don't like using condoms because look, I under- condom, sex feels better without condoms. That is true. It uh, It does. But especially if you guys are just like starting to date, this doesn't, it doesn't send me a good signal in terms of like respect for safety and like health. Um, I also would maybe like, I I think it's a great idea to get tested. Um, And I think that if you guys, I'm assuming you're on some sort of birth control. I hope you're using some other form of birth birth control. I also think um, go to a doctor or go to a clinic and get tested. And uh, I look, you have to have a high standards when you're dating and these are kind of like tough conversations to have, but if you're not willing to have these conversations, then dating this person is probably not worth it. Um, and I think I think just you're asking like how do you how do you suggest this in the fun and sexy way? Just tell him. <laughs> I get I get I mean, what
2: she means. Like it's awkward. Like what yeah. I think. What I would do. I mean. I could not agree with Ellen more that it's a big red flag when someone says like, oh, they're just like not comfortable. I just don't like them. Because I know he's saying that he's the first girl you've been with that he's been with since his ex and I'm not calling, maybe that's true, but like, you don't know that. And, and clearly he probably didn't use condoms with his ex girlfriend. And yes, she might've cheated. And you just like, you just don't know. So I just don't like someone that's like, I don't use condoms. It's like, well, you need to fucking use it when you're getting sexual with a new partner. right?
1: Like, is he having like an alternative? Like, it can't just be, I don't use condoms because they smell icky. I'm going to have unprotected sex with you. What an
2: idiot. Like, honestly, what an idiot. Like, like, Of course, I used condoms with Nick when we were first dating. Like it wasn't until we were like super serious, and I actually remember very clearly asking Nick, like, if he had been tested, just because Mm -hmm. like I had been taught from a very young age that like any person you're sexual with, if if you're not going to be using a condom, like, you have to ask that question. So, um, and I remember like kind of feeling like awkward about it because this was a guy I thought was so hot and was so into, but um, I think we were just like in bed. I actually. This I remember feeling this way. I remember thinking, if I ask this question, instead of me being embarrassed of asking this question, I think the guy is going to respect me more and know that I'm like safe and clean myself because I I'm asking him this question. So he's going to assume that I asked this that I've asked this to any other person I've been sexual with. So if I say like, "Hey, you need a condom? Like, uh, are you clean? Are you sleeping with anybody else?" And I ask those questions. It actually makes me look good. So if you put yourself in that mindset that this, that these uncomfortable, kind of awkward questions actually make you look like a like a cleaner, like a cleaner, like yes. smarter, 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 sexually safe person. I think it makes it easier to ask the questions. And that's just how I felt when I asked them. And like I remember Nick being kind of taken back and being like, What, like, what, like, surprised I even asked that. But like, definitely respected me more that, and, yeah, just thought I was, like, a clean, safe person. So I think we were maybe, like, in bed. I was, like, hey, I gotta ask you something. Uh, I know this is awkward, maybe, but, like, are you sleeping with anyone else? And he's, like, what? Like, no. I was, like, okay, I just don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, but, like, you know, unless I ask, I just don't know. And then I was, like, um, have you been, have you, you know, I just have to ask these because I like to be, like, smart and safe. Have you like been tested recently? And I think you could just ask him, you know, I know this is awkward, but have you been tested since your your ex? Not that she did anything, but um, whenever I'm sexual in a new relationship, especially if we're considering not using condoms, I I've always just made us both get tested. It's just something that I've like learned to do, and that I just think is smart. And I think you just like say it like that. And if he doesn't have the attitude that Nick had or that other guys have dated have, which is that they respect you and actually think better of you when you ask that, then, like, fuck this guy. I know you say he's amazing, but if he's offended in any way, then he's an idiot because he should hope that a girl he's with wants to, like, get tested before they're using unprotected sex because otherwise, like, that's dirty and gross. Well, the only other thing I would add in terms of, like,
1: reframing how you think about this... Is, like, you say, like, I don't want to sound like I'm throwing shade as if, like, I mean, you're not pretending that either of you are virgins. So, like, it's not insulting to ask him. Like, what you're asking is, have you had sex with other people really because like you're not saying like are you a dirty disgusting person because good people get STDs clean people get STDs it doesn't mean like you're fucking like gutter rat like
2: (laughs) yeah yeah when I said dirty when I said sorry when I said dirty people might be offended by that I simply meant dirty in the sense that like like it's dirty if you just like ignore STDs and exactly. STIs and like pretend they don't exist and like don't get tested and like and like not getting tested because you like just don't want to even know if you have something is like that's dirty. Right. Like it can happen accidentally to like anybody. Like I had HPV, like, um, like, yeah. like, and, it, like it happens even, to anybody and that's me being like extra careful. So like right. this shit happens to anybody.
1: And that's the thing is even if his girlfriend didn't cheat on him, even if they were monogamous, like that doesn't mean he doesn't have an STD. So you're not saying, you're not like insulting him by asking him to get tested or if he's been tested before. It's just what responsible grownups who are sexually active do. Absolutely. So I think you got to reframe how you think about
2: yeah, that. Yeah. There's a lot of like STD shaming out there, STI shaming. And, um, and so... Yeah, if you're scared to have the question and the discussion, then I feel like you can be adding to the problem. Yeah.
1: Be way. be a barrier breaker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um all right, what else we got in the mailbox?
1: Um okay, next up is from an anonymous listener and they write, "Hey ladies, question. Lately there seems to be a phenomenon of a guy asking me out on an app, I say yes, and then they ghost. What gives?" I understand that at the end of the day, they lost interest, but what happened? Do they just want to see if they can get a girl interested as an ego boost? Any insight would be greatly appreciated.
0: What do you think? Oh, my gosh. If I could answer this question, (laughs) then I would be very rich. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Ghosting is something that um, has always bothered me because uh, it happens in dating, but it's also starting to happen in, like, professional lives, too, like... Uh, um, I'm not sure why people think this is acceptable all of a sudden.
2: Oh, it happens to me all the time when like an editor just won't write me back like or I send a pitch and I'm like, if I have had a relationship with you, I'm not some like random crazy emailing you like a crazy email. If I've like worked with you, like um, this happened at um, at, like a monthly magazine that like, yeah, that we've like pitched our book for and – they were like, we were like having a conversation and then you send something and they're just like, don't write you back. Not even like a, hey, it didn't work out. Like one sentence is all <laughs> you need to say to not ghost somebody professionally. And like same in dating. Like, hey, sorry, I actually got back with my ex. Hey, right. sorry, I started dating somebody else. And it, it's just weird to ask somebody out. Like it, cause it's, I mean, in a way you can't be offended at all. They've never even met you. And you shouldn't be offended even if they meet you and they're not in G because literally just sometimes like it. it not everyone in the world is going to be in love with you. You know, so, but, but you really can't be offended if they've never even freaking met you and they're ghosting you. It's just like, Fucking rude.
0: Yeah. I guess I wouldn't take it personally because especially if you guys haven't even gone on a date yet, it's not you, it's them. <laughs> yeah. And actually tying
1: it back to the professional thing, I just read about how like apparently there's a phenomenon of like Gen Z and or I don't know, maybe like the younger end of millennials like entering the workforce and quitting via ghosting, like just not showing up to That's jobs. Very funny. Um, so like yeah, like they they're there Monday, they're just gone Tuesday. <laughs> that is hilarious and, 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 and like, the
2: st- Stupidest, stupidest thing you, th- apparently you could do they for don't your need career. a
1: reference at all but like and i think that the reason that they're doing it is because they're like afraid of conflict and they're avoiding conflict and maybe that's what these people are doing with you
0: <laughs> listen i am afraid of conflict and i avoid conflict but i can send a text message <laughs> right but <laughs> some people can't <laughs> That is absurd.
2: That is the dumbest thing you can do. You literally, (laughs) half of the people that were interns are now like running shit and like people that sat next to me at work are now editors and chiefs of magazines, like multiple magazines, like multiple people I work for. I know many editor and chiefs now, which is totally crazy. But like when that's what happens, like when you started a job, all the people you start with work their way up and the other people retire or get fired. And so (laughs) like- if you ghost, like you're not just pissing off your bosses. like Other people are never going to recommend you for a job like your other friends. Like you want to look good for at job at your job to your friends and your people that are your age. Even if you think like right now they can't get you a job, they will. Trust me. Before you can blink an eye, they're going to be the ones that you're going to be asking to get hired. So that drives – that's crazy. But in terms of this, yeah, I mean – I do think, I think she's right. I think it is just like a little bit of an ego boost and they're just like maybe asking a bunch of people out to see if they're going to say yes. And then like they can't go on that many dates. Yeah. I don't know. I really do think, yeah, that's what happens. They're just talking to a bunch of people and...
1: But whatever, the right person will answer you.
2: Yeah, it's unfortunate though. Um, don't be offended. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages from an app or just text or anything you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less, or even shorter like these ones today were great. To the point. Yeah. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at singleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is finding your modern fairy tale. So, Ellen, in your opinion, this is a very
0: vague question, but is happily ever after a thing? Oh, goodness, no. I mean, (laughs) uh, I guess, so I guess happily ever after can be true in a, um, uh, happily ever after I think about in terms of, like, relationships, which, like, Obviously, as I am now an old married woman, I can tell you that once you get married, you still have to work at being happy and you still have to work at your relationship. So it's not going to all be perfect as soon as you get married. Yeah. Why do all the movies end at the wedding? Suspect.
1: It's depressing to see the reality.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I will will fight that. You know what my husband and I did last night? (laughs) We made dinner. We sat around in our pajamas, and again, we watched The Bachelor. And you know what? We had a great time. That does sound wonderful. It How'd you get your lovely. husband to watch The Bachelor? Oh, I have conned him into following the show with me. You're a genius. This is the other great thing. You're about a me genius.
1: But I will say that's also why I think The Bachelor isn't a great test of relationships because they're all like jumping out of helicopters and like right. drinking champagne on yachts. But they're really, not- the challenges should be like agreeing on a movie on Netflix to exactly. watch. Exactly. But maybe that's not
2: thrilling for the audience. So, we've studied a lot of Prince Charming's when we were working on our book. How do you think Prince Charming gets an update in 2020? Can he do chores?
0: Yeah, Prince Charming needs to be uh doing half of the housework and half of the child rearing and um if Prince Charming wants to be a, a stay-at-home dad, then good for Prince Charming. <laughs> Yeah. I support that. Didn't you institute something like Sunday chores? Yeah, in our house we have what I call Sunday chores, where I've made a little chore chart, and on Sunday we have to do them because um, it's easier to share the work together. It is.
1: So you're yeah. not like Snow White. You don't. You no, know, oh, to clean for snow. the seven dwarfs. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. Yeah. I have. We have. I will say, actually, Ian probably takes on too many of the. Um, cinderella type duties uh-huh. in our relationship so like we you do need like the division like the equal balance of <laughs> labor um so i'm working on that i'm working on not being the stereotypical you know useless prince charming I'm just sitting around being handsome
2: you know i like myself. i like a little reverse gender roles though angela yeah. so like don't know. hate on it you know? i know it needs to be i think it should just
1: balance is important sure. it shouldn't be imbalance balance
2: and communication what do you <laughs> yeah. what do you
1: think you contribute
2: if he's doing the chores. Good question. Because I, I do. <laughs> I think I think you probably do. You just haven't realized what it is. Well, I've
1: always said I'm like our Jackie O. Like I'm I bring the culture. <laughs> but then he says, No, I bring culture too. Are you saying I'm uncultured? And then I'm like, let me have this one thing. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think that's one of the things I bring. I'm sure I bring other things. Um
2: I don't know. I don't live with you. <laughs> you're looking at me. I don't know. I don't live with you. But I'm, but obviously you do because he's in love with you. Yeah. I don't and know. So I think great. it's just
1: my sparkling personality.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm curious what each of us do in our relationships that, that is a little reversed in terms of, of gender roles. Like what Angela was saying, mm. like where do we fall prey to like the stereotype of, of gender roles? And then where do we diverge? Do, do you, do you think you know, or
0: let's see. I, you know, mm, well, Drew likes to do the laundry, so he does the laundry, and I really like to cook, so I do a lot of the cooking, which isn't anti-gender roles, but it, that feels like an equitable division of labor.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I will
0: say, I, I
1: do cook. That is something that I do.
2: You are Chef Sparrow. <laughs> I Spera. do something. You, uh, you are Chef Sparrow, as we've said in yes. our old Blue Apron conversions. <laughs> <laughs> Does um, blue apron even exist anymore? Yes, I still use them. Oh, okay, okay, they do. Um,
1: I can think of one way that uh I would like to work on that I know that I lean into gender stereotypes too much, and that is in that I am not a math person. I'm not good at like financial mm-hmm. stuff, and I rely a little bit too much on Ian because he is good at those things. And that's definitely not how I was raised. I was raised to be like, you know involved yeah like obviously like we're about to get married like we're sharing finances so it's not like i'm going to keep everything secret from him but i should have um probably my own better understanding so that if anything ever did happen i would be able to exist Mm -hmm. on my own um not that i don't think i would be able to figure it out but i definitely like yeah i've i've like developed a bit of a crutch with him helping me with financial like understanding investing and all that that's
2: a big thing to say stuff yeah Uh,
1: but it's something that I want it's like I'm aware of it and I'm not going to be complacent about it I'm like working on understanding being financially literate on my own
2: that's very admirable thanks (laughs) yeah I can I can relate to that too I I think maybe Nick and I are maybe like maybe we're like similar but I I don't I don't like enjoy paying bills like (laughs) so like I do a lot of auto payments yeah like like I try to just like not deal with it as much as I can but I I am good at like checking it like this month I was like hey it looks like we were like a little high this month and I went to him and was like I was looking at our account we're a little high and and he was like yeah it was Christmas I was like right did we buy that many gifts (laughs) on Christmas I don't even think so I'm like where I'm like we we need to figure this out let's sit down so yeah
1: finances are you're defying uh, gender Roles right there. Oh, like
2: being- I. Oh, like I'm the one that's like we spent too much. Yeah,
1: like, cause, like yeah, Ian's good at like setting a budget, whereas I'm like yeah, it'll all shake out.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I was like, mm, we look a little high. I'm like, it was probably ninety percent me, but still, I'm saying we looked a little high. What do I? Yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm I'm, I'm proactively holding myself accountable. Yes. I guess. Um. Yeah. Uh. I'm curious what when when we were researching our book and stuff, did it make you think about relationship, your your own relationship any differently or or yeah. You know?
0: Um in uh in terms of yeah, like what we kind of get from fairy tales when we're yeah, growing up and exactly. how we think about that. Um thanks for finishing oh, quick. Yeah, <laughs> no. That is gosh, you guys are asking really good questions and I feel like I need to sit in silence for a minute. That's <laughs> just not good on the I, I, I should have no, sent, sent you the, no, the no, question no. Um I think, you know, more so than I think, actually, uh, in the process of working on the show, if you haven't had a chance to see our sketch show, something we do in between each sketch is we play clips from Disney movies that are um, really terrible. <laughs> uh, like, there's a, a moment in Peter Pan where Tinkerbell is, like, looking at her hips and she thinks they're too big, um, which is, like, pretty horrifying. So, I rather than, like, I think that a lot of times with fairy tales, I think about, the gender roles that I have just kind of absorbed that maybe we all absorb, um, subconsciously that we don't think about that we carry with us all the time. Um, which doesn't obviously just come from fairy tales. It comes from a lot of different places. So I always try to just be aware of those and, uh, fight them when I want to fight them. I think that's so
2: true. I, I think I internalize a lot of stuff that, Nick says he doesn't care about, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm like, oh, uh, do you like my hair this way or, Mm -hmm. or, oh, like my belly button doesn't look the same anymore after pregnancy or after my surgeries. And he's like, what are you talking about? Your belly button looks great. Like, like any of the self hate or self doubt or, um, body criticism that I give to myself and like all of the, like ton of maintenance work I do to, because I want to look a certain way. It doesn't come from him. It comes from me. And I think a lot of that is because we've internalized this like ideal beauty standard growing up from, from fairy tales and from movies and just from culture and society as a whole that definitely like affects our relationship. Cause Nick will say like, I don't care if you wear laundry. I don't care. Like, what are you talking about? Your belly button is <laughs> fine. I'm like, no, it's not. It looks crazy. So yeah. It is interesting how much these things can have an effect on our internal self.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely with Ian, like he always is like, I like the way you look without makeup. I like the way you look when you don't straighten your hair. And I do those things anyway. And he actually gets annoyed. He's like, I love your hair curly. Why don't you wear it curly? And I'm like, I don't know society. But, <laughs> but also, you know, there's something to be said for like, you have to, I'm like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it to, for me, for me to feel good, and this is how I feel good, and maybe society planted that seed in my brain, which is unfortunate. And I'm working on unlearning on that. But also, you know, you gotta you gotta do what feels right for you.
2: That's true. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's fine to want to look a certain way, or th- if it makes you feel good, just right. do it for yeah. you and not for anybody else. And that's what we say in our Rapunzel chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Back to a book cl- plug. <laughs> All right. On that note, it is time for our reason of the week breakdown. Classic fairy tales can be such BS sometimes, such BS that you can barely tell the princes apart from one another. It can be so hard, but we're going to try. We are going to test Ellen's fairy tale prince knowledge Ooh. in a game we call
0: "Pin the, the, quote the Quote on the Prince." prince. We are
2: going to read a quote, and you have to guess what prince it is. Okay, I'm warning you. This is probably one of the hardest quizzes. We've <laughs> oh my
0: gosh! Ever I'm so excited. for the show.
2: Okay. Um, first one,
0: Angela, take it away.
1: Okay. I'm awfully sorry I didn't mean to frighten you which prince
0: oh that's Sleeping Beauty's prince
1: Prince Charming it sure
2: is Great. Uh, and now here's a very awfully similarly sounding quote did I frighten you is <laughs>
0: mm, ooh, is that
2: Aladdin there are so many princes <laughs> where I was looking at these quotes and there are so many where um, okay but first it's not Aladdin oh, darn it <laughs> It is Prince Florian from Snow White. So Prince oh, Charm- okay. let's just go over this quotes again. I'm awfully sorry. I didn't mean to frighten you, Prince Charming. Did I frighten you? <laughs> Snow White. And now, Angela, the next one.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to
0: scare you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why are I'm... all these creepy ass princes scaring stop, these princes? Stop, <laughs> spooking, stop spooking ladies. Yeah. Um... I mean, I'm going to guess Aladdin again.
1: It's Prince Naveen.
0: Oh, okay. From, From Tiana.
1: From, oh, right, The Princess, princess and the, and the frog. frog.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right,
2: next up. Uh, well, what do you say? Would you like to join me on a tour of my kingdom tomorrow? I'll give you a hint. Uh, the princess doesn't say anything back.
0: <laughs> Ooh. The princess doesn't say anything back because she can't. Oh, 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 Prince Eric. <laughs> Great.
1: Yes. Thanks for that hint. You got it. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, uh,
1: all right next trouble no way you're only in trouble if you get caught
0: okay that's aladdin Aladdin. yes okay that
2: is (laughs) definitely aladdin uh and lastly did i ever tell you i have a thing for brunettes and let me i'll give the big hint will be this princess who is known for her hair is not a brunette so this is a rude fucking thing for him to say did i ever tell you i have a thing for brunettes she is not brunette, is she and is but known she, for her is hair. she is
1: brunette by the end of the movie. Oh. For those of us who are grown-ups who watch Disney movies. And-
2: oh my god, <laughs> I love I love the know. End.
0: Oh, so that's like brings it all full circle. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, oh. yeah.
0: Okay, well then that changes what my guess was gonna be.
1: I think it deviates though from like oh. the brother's grim.
0: Is it version. is it Peter Pan? Her hair doesn't change. I'm gonna give uh. you
2: another hint. She's known for her hair.
0: That, well, I was gonna guess uh, *Tangled*. I was gonna guess Bray. Yeah.
2: Yes. That is Flynn from *Tangled*. Yeah. Wait, is you, that when, when you, her hair gets just cut? It's like short and brown. Oh,
0: okay. Yes. Okay. Is that
2: so rude to tell a blonde that you're hanging out with? Like, did I tell you I have a thing for brunettes? Oh, maybe he says this when she I is think brunette. He, maybe it's oh, like him flirt, like at the end. Oh, okay, I like you anyway. Oh, I see. I see. With right. your Don't ugly like brown that. hair. <laughs> yeah, it's still. It's still. You know, whatever. Yeah, because clearly she's upset about her hair. But right. anyways, good job, all the princes. To me, they just sound naughty and scary, and they're frightening women, and they're um, making little side comments.
1: But. Yeah, I want to know what the princess's reactions were to all these.
2: Face. I know, right? <laughs> uh, we'll have to go back and watch the movies. Yeah. Um, well, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week. So this is why you're single podcast. Thank you so much to our guests, Ellen Hahn. Check out our book; it's out this week: Cinderella in the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. You can check it out on our website, FeministFairyTalesBook.com. We also have our Instagram, Feminist Fairy Tales Book. What else do you want to tell people about our book? We're
0: just, like, I'm so proud of it. Yeah, I'm so happy it's in the world. I'm so excited that it's out there. It's super fun. It's a great, like, gift for girlfriends, um, girlfriend, sisters. Um, It's great. I love it. It's gorgeous. It's hardback. And we had this, the most
2: amazing illustrator from England. Her name's Nicole Miles. Um, She lives in the UK and is an illustrator and made the cover look so badass of, like, a Cinderella, like, kicking glass through the letters. It's so cool. Um, but pre-orders and just orders mean everything. If every person listens to this podcast bought one copy um, – That'd be a game changer for yeah. us. So tweet, just support us. Like the podcast. Buy it and
1: tweet it at us or Instagram yeah, it at us we'll and yeah. post it.
2: But for real, like Angela and I do this podcast for free. We don't charge anything. Just like buy our books. <laughs> like buy This Is Why You're Single and buy Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and other feminist fairy tales. Right. Like that's, I don't ask for a lot. Like you could buy our sponsors if you think they're cool, but whatever. I don't even care. Literally just buy our books. That's all <laughs> we want. We don't charge you for the podcast. It's it's free. free. There's no paywall. We don't make a lot of money, so um, I mean, we whatever me <laughs> right. right.
1: but right. <laughs> just buy our book.
2: Just buy our book. Most importantly,
1: buy it because it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm an unbiased third party, <laughs> and I can tell you it's awesome. And the pictures really are beautiful. You are gonna want to like rip the pages out and frame them in your home, which I have done with books before, so it's a cheap way to get some framed art in your oh, house. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> or that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, highly two thumbs up, highly recommended. Thank you. You can get it anywhere, Amazon, Barnes Noble, anywhere books are sold.
1: Um, and you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors who we do care about. Yes, <laughs> I do love our sponsors, one. but
2: I mostly just want you to buy this book. Please um, do it for me if you so like this. After you buy
1: the book, after you buy Laura the the Cinderella and the glass ceiling and then you buy this is why you're single if you haven't bought that, after you've like bought those. You should treat yourself to, like, some of, some of our sponsors. So then for a full list of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on this is why you're single show.com We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at your single show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show.
0: Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single.